All right, welcome, dear listener, to episode 97. This is a continuation of last week's episode. Welcome back. When I was a lad, I had all kinds of, of liberty to go where I wanted in town. Um, if I if I knew where I was going, I would tell my parents where I'm going. Oh, I'm going over to see my friend Andrew. Okay. And I would get there, and, and they'd say, well, dinner is at this time be back by then and if I was running late or something then I would ask his mom and said excuse me may I call my parents to let them know that I'm running late or you know, or, or maybe uh, his mom would go hey why do you why do you eat here and I would call and let my parents know and uh, but, and that, was but that. that that was it yeah I mean sure they were just trusting me that uh, I'd said I was going to my friends uh, and that that's where I was going to end up, and sometimes I didn't know. I'd be like, I'd be going for a bike ride. I'd go, oh, I think I'm going to go for a bike ride today. Anywhere in particular, I don't know yet, and, and that was an acceptable answer to them. Oh sure, you'd run into somebody, and then there'd be two of you. The next, <laughs> or maybe you know, I'd three. Yep, yeah, maybe I'd stop just... by a friend's house, and uh, I'd go, hey, you want to come out? And he'd go, well, you want to come in? And I'd go, you know, we'd we'd either go somewhere together, or I'd stay at his place, and then you know, I would do the ask their mom may i call my parents and tell them where i am and they're oh yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) i bet you're never late for your spaghetti i was pretty good at not being late for dinner i mean (laughs) well look at you you're a big guy (laughs) (laughs) thank you bill (laughs) well big guys normally aren't yeah this is one of my projects today you're gonna love this I, as you know, I bought a smoker, an acorn smoker. Yes. And I did some pork tenderloins, bacon wrapped. Very good. So now I'm looking at how to smoke a turkey breast. So there's brine. Okay. okay. Do that. There's rub. Do that. And then there you inject it with a butter and some seasonings. So I'm going to do that. But the okay. killer, this is the killer. Wrap it in bacon. So you make a... A, a weave of bacon and you put it over the turkey breast. Okay, that sounds pretty good. It does, yes. And it was a big guy that was doing it, so it must have been good. <laughs> he knows how well, to Well, you know smoke. what they say, never trust a skinny chef. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> You're skinny, what's wrong with your food? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm skinny. Well, well... What's wrong with my food? Yeah. Lisa does most of the cooking. Well. <laughs> there you go. But I do the grilling. Oh, and my grill, the grill that I've had my charbroil, I had to order a new firebox for it. I came over here, I was uh, emptying the bottom out because there's ash that gets into the bottom. Uh-huh. There yes. is a fire plate and then the fire box. Well, I was cleaning out the fire box and the shovel went through, so I had to order a new firebox. And the firebox is half the grill. Oh, yeah. The important half, because if you don't have a place to put the coals, they'll fall on your deck and burn your deck. True. So I ordered one today, and maybe next weekend I will be putting it, taking it apart and putting it back together. But I will do it on the concrete, because if I do it on the deck... I would probably lose a nut or a bolt in between. As when I put it together, that's what happened. Luckily, I had a box of, uh, several boxes of leftover screws and nuts and washers that I just. The last thing you need is 
to have a screw loose. Well, I've got plenty of them. I was in retail for 40 years. I have plenty of them. And I did meet a lot of people that had a lot more loose than I ever did. I believe that. The joys of working with the general public. Oh, boy. You know, they are the effort it took every <laughs> single day. And, you know, it was always a surprise. The word normal, let's get back to a normal life. You never have a normal life if you're a pastor or in retail. True that. I think a teacher, I don't know, if, I think normal is just a bad word. Ordinary, maybe. Well, I, I don't think it's... But you could have an ordinary pastor's day, which means it's not normal. <laughs> it's like a, a coach when they're coaching a game and uh, they happen to lose a really close game. They always say, well, we didn't get a call. Well, what that means is... Uh, that you got screwed. <laughs> the ref didn't like you. And that does happen. I saw it a lot. And some of the times they were in my favor and sometimes they weren't. But that was the, the political way of saying that the referees were not kind to you. Well, we got some nice... Uh, Nice big logs. Here. These are the size logs you'd want to put into your uh, wood burner if you're heating your house at night. Yes, a couple of those that would uh, that would keep you warm overnight. Oh, and you know what? We have a couple big logs over here. We'll have a log splitting contest. I'll let you go first for the first ten times, and I'll try one. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're so kind. <laughs> Look at the size of these things. They're like eight inches in diameter. I know they're impressive. We're going to try a couple of these ones. They look... The, uh, the smaller ones. Yes. Yeah. Get a little more flame on there. Yeah, these these do have a lot more bark than the the, uh, the maple that we've been burning. Well, I don't even know if it was maple or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just the bark of the walnut tree. Have you noticed a lot of squirrels around here? Uh, we do have a lot of squirrels around here. I had a shoe off my deck today. <laughs> Things well, like... occasionally we'll have one sit on our uh, patio and, and bark at us. Um, and even the fact that we have a cat. Some, you know, sometimes she'll be sat on the outside step. Um, cause she'll ask to go out and then she'll sit on the step literally just like two inches from the house but okay so she's sitting on the staff and the squirrels will still they're running around the yard they have no fear our cat projects no fear towards them um, <laughs> they they have been known to to bark at her and just mock her uh, yeah she is she's an embarrassment to all predators well I don't know what to say about that but it is a pastor's cat, so it probably turns the other cheek. No, she's just terrible. She's, she's, <laughs> she's pathetic at hunting. <laughs> Did you ever have a pet when you were in uh, England? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, growing up, we generally had a family cat. Okay. 
who also was terrible at hunting. Uh, so my uh, my father would tease our family cat about how bad she was at hunting. So I guess I'm following in the tradition. Uh, he Chip would, off the old lock. Yes, yes. He would tell her that she was Nimrod the Mighty Hunter. Is that <laughs> Nimrod. classic? Uh, the Bible character who who was indeed a, a mighty hunter according to the Bible um, okay. and uh, also generally believed to have been the founder of the uh, city of Babylon um, so he wasn't a good guy but he was a, a mighty hunter and uh, so in true British sarcasm my father would refer to the cat as Nimrod the mighty hunter in a polite manner no less uh, yes yes indeed um, and then I had uh, a few hamsters and gerbils uh, over the years. Um, those were pleasant. And you, you get used to the fact that they're mostly nocturnal. They like to sleep in the day, and then they, uh, the moment the sun goes down, they're running around doing laps of their little cage, playing on their, their wheel, and just fully awake when you're trying to go to sleep. No, we never, I mean, we never had those. My brother had a, a, a canary. Okay. Yeah, we never had any birds. That was the only bird, I think, that was in the house, a canary. And then uh, I think I mentioned it once in one of a podcast that I had an alligator. I don't think you had mentioned that you had an alligator. Oh, yeah, a little pet alligator. You could buy them at like Pennies or Sears and Roebuck or in the big, in the physical department stores. They wouldn't ship them to you, but at that time, the big department stores instead of Walmart and. So, no, you have not told me about it. Do tell me more about this pet alligator. Well, yeah, I would. I'd go and I'd buy, uh, to feed this alligator, I would buy minnows. Okay. And my grandmother loved to feed the alligator. She just thought it was. How big did it get? Well, this one got, I think I bought it at about 8 inches and grew to 12. And then it just, it passed on. So, all right, so we just, you know, threw it in the garbage. That was the end of that. Had a lot of fish. <laughs> so okay. I thought I'd take a step up from the fish to the alligator. Well, right, okay. Had dogs, had a collie, had uh, a black dog called Rascal that my brother won in a raffle. That was always the thing. If your dog had a litter, you'd take it to the school and have a raffle. Oh, okay. And then you think, hey, we really got something here. Got an animal, and then you have to take it home and take care of it. Well, my dad took care of the dog most of the time. We'd play with it a lot, but still. Uh, Dad was the one that fed it and house broke it. Dad was great with animals, loved dogs. So we had a collie, and then at one time I had an English setter. And for about two years, and then I moved to Dodgeville, and I gave it away. It was given to me to begin with, and I had I named it Sir Monty Python. It was a purebred, and I thought, all right, if I'm going to get the papers, I need three names, right? So we called it Monty. I see. It was a fun dog. I mean, I just I had a great time with it. I'd go out running with it, and it would run right next to me. Jump in the bed. Okay. Good night, Monty. Good night, Bill. <laughs> well, yeah. So, uh, what? I'm trying to think of cats. Always cats. You want cats when you live in the country. 
It keeps oh, them yes. away from the house. The mice away from the yes. house. Yes. I'm not sure our cat would be very good as a farm cat, but... Oh, I think if it was a farm cat, it would have a totally different outlook of life. Yes. So you're saying your cat is on welfare? Well, she sure isn't providing much benefit to the house. She's, she's, yeah, she's a leech upon society. <laughs> upon your society. So what do you feed uh, yes. your, your cat? Uh, too much, apparently, because she's fat. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have to get a cat treadmill or something. Uh, well, we have her on the, um, the elder cat low-calorie food. But then the vet was saying, well, she's getting, uh, she needs one of these uh, anti-tartar, uh, plaque, whatever you call it, uh, uh, food. So we, we got some of that. So she's eating half low-calorie food and half uh, dental hygiene food. Um, but she's still fat. So... I, I keep telling her, I said, look, if you're hungry, why don't you go out there and kill something? There's all kinds of squirrels, um, birds. I saw a gopher or yep, a chipmunk yep. or something running yep, around back and forth. I don't know if it was doing wind sprints or what, but it was back and forth in the back yep. today. The There's all kinds of things that she could be out here killing and eating. Yeah. Yeah. But then what, that, that's so uh, after I left a wildlife home, refuge. To, well, it, it certainly is. With, we got rabbits with, in the driveway, under the deck. With with our cat, the the local animals are quite safe. Oh, does your cat <laughs> climb trees? I don't think so. Okay, good because I'd hate to have the fire department come here and. I'd just leave her up there until she figured out a way to get down. Okay. <laughs> She'd get hungry and figure it out eventually. Yeah, that's true. Fat or thirsty. Yeah. Poor animal. Now, the cats that I had after I left home, I got a couple of cats. Well, it started out as a couple of cats, but you know how, how it goes. So it ended up at seven. Uh, you what? Seven. I had seven cats. At one time? Yes. You were the cat guy. I was, I was a cat guy, yep. Uh, they, were, they were lovely, though, and quite, uh, quite ferocious. And the, the local fauna uh, did not really stand much of a chance. The local they, what? Fauna. Elaborate. Animals. Flora and fauna. Flora being flowers and grass and things. And fauna being animals. Um, so yeah, they would they would catch all kinds of things and eat it. And it was not unusual in the morning for me to get up and there would be a little present left for me in the middle of the kitchen floor. Like half a bird or something? Half, half of all kinds of things. Birds, mice, voles. Sharing. Uh, they were sharing with you. They were. They were half a worm. That was touching. Um, yeah. So, so the cats I, like worms. Uh, well, they, I don't know if they actually ate the worm, but they brought. I would find it was not unusual to find a, a, a dead worm laying on my kitchen floor. Hi, Shauna. Hello. You're here with marshmallows. Yes. You want one? No, I have to have dinner first. Lisa was making soup today. Some bean soup. Ooh. For Mother's Day, our daughter Kristen sent a care package of soups to Lisa, and she ah. so graciously makes them and shares it with me. Thank you, Kristen. Anthony, I know you're listening. You can thank her for me. <laughs> we like soups in our house. 
There's a nice soup we get from Walmart. It's called 15 bean soup. The well, this is a bean, bean soup. It, they're dried beans, so you have to soak them and then, oh, okay. and then cook them. But it's absolutely delicious, and you throw a, a sausage in there or some kind of like... A kielbasa. Kielbasa or kielbasa yes. and ham. Yep. Uh, and it's wonderful. And plates are cleared, and seconds have gone back for, and... Yeah, every, everybody loves it. We're, we're quite... If it's a robust and hearty soup, we're fairly soup-compatible in our house. Oh. So. Kind of like between watery soup and stew? Yeah, we're more at the stew end. I like the stew end of it, too. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you, you just... You might as well just drink beef broth or something. If Exactly. Otherwise. You may as well go to the hospital and get what they have on, on special. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Woo. What do you got? Oh, yeah. Jello and beef broth. Chicken broth. Oh, that's hospital food for you. Of course, I worked in a hospital for a year, and actually the food wasn't too bad. Maybe I just worked at a, one of the better hospitals. I don't know. Whoop! There we go. We got a torch. Shawnee could be the Statue of Liberty with that. <laughs> Except she's not a couple of hundred feet tall, but... True. Other than that, or green, but but other than that, was that what was that statue made out of? Concrete or plaster or Paris or I think copper. It was, boy, I want to say it's made out of metal, but I think it was copper, which is why it's green. Oh yeah, it's like our courthouse roof is yes, green, which they re-coppered. Hello, was it? nearly 10 years ago and it was nice and shiny and oh now it's green goodness. again yes it was it was a sight it was, to it see. was beautifully shiny for a couple of years and then yes. yeah now now it's just green yeah now yeah you don't have to worry about it though true for at least 100 years i mean i i don't know why they don't send an intern up there to polish it they could do that yeah kids today they they don't know how good they've got it they know it <laughs> Yeah, well, they sure do. There's a certain group that knows how good they have it because they have you as a bus driver. Oh, oh, well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> my my morning uh, students are great because, as I mentioned before, I drive two different routes. It's so in the morning I I share two, I share two routes because I've got one guy he only he only wants or only can slash wants to drive in the afternoon so I drive his morning and then the other guy can only drive in the morning so I drive his afternoon because ah. uh, so I, I want to drive both um, and I I didn't mind the the split route split shift yeah but you have to remember though these kids have been oh yeah Another told course. to sit sit down stay still and be quiet and suddenly they, they they're like oh now i can wriggle and talk and do all those things yeah, yeah. because they're out of school whoa yep. <laughs> the fire collapsed oh i thought you were making s'mores i don't want just just a marshmallow he wants the whole I want, package I, yes, the full package oh yeah <laughs> but you know after a kid's been in school for eight hours sitting at a desk behaving of course they're gonna be nutty true although they are supposed to treat the school bus as an extension of the school and they're supposed to uh, 
follow all of the school rules. Use their inside level one voice. And, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right. you're, you're looking at me like, really? You believe that? And I yeah, go, well, it's yeah. It's like when I coached basketball. The first thing I did was make those kids run about probably a thousand yards. And said, all right, boys, now we can settle down and learn how to play the game. Yes. Yeah, you panned up, they just need to run. And even the guys that were, you know, maybe shape. I maybe I should put in a request uh, permission to have my students run around the bus ten or twenty times before they get on. Yeah, <laughs> or just up and down the block. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. So, so yeah, that's one thing I had over the teachers. I could make the kids run. Right. And everybody, if there was one person screwing up. We're causing trouble, the whole team ran. Oh, thank you, Shauna. She mm -hmm. does love me. Yes. Look at that. That's a that's a that's healthy schmore. That's a good one. Yes. That'll get I, stuck in your teeth. I hope so. What, you want me to sing while you're eating? <laughs> Don't choke. Now you're starting to laugh. Mm. How is that schmore? Very nice. Lisa made a bunch of um, Rice Krispie bars to take to Kelsey and left some here. So I finished them off last night. Those are really good. And she, when I went to the grocery store, she said, I need this many ounces. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to get the big bag because I like Rice Krispies for breakfast. Mm. So I'll have enough Rice Krispies for another four or five days. So you're batching it right now? No, no, she's here. Oh, okay. Dave has, they just changed the policy at his workplace where he gets two weeks of maternity leave. So he's taking that now, and that ends, I'm going to say, in a week and a half maybe, and then Lisa will be going there. Oh, okay. And then... For our first one, I took, I took two weeks. Um, it was unpaid, but I, I took two weeks. Well, I tell you what, when you're self-employed, you just don't. Well, yeah. I remember one Maxwell Street day. I was preparing for the day, the Saturday, and we started doing all the work Friday. We would close early at 5.30. And I think I got home at... 3 o'clock in the morning after preparing two stores. And then I had to be up and open at 7. Oh, because you had the sweatshop as well, right, right. separately. The mm -hmm. sweatshop, folks, is a place that sold sweatshirts. That's therefore the sweatshop. And that was, that was quite a time. Kelsey was just a little bitty thing then, about uh, maybe six, seven weeks old. Oh, wow. But we got her done. Yeah, so I think for Emily, our first, I took two weeks off. Shauna, your, your mom came out for the first week. Was she here for a week? Yeah. She's probably a lot more help than you were. Wow! Wow! Well, was she? Wasn't she? Words, Shana, She's laughing. So you know what I think I'm doing is I'm going to just stay away. 
No, you gone there now. You gone there. You might as well just stay. No, and stay duke away it out. from Columbus. I'm gonna drop oh, Lisa okay. off, have dinner, and then uh, come back, and I'll go pick her up. I changed a lot of nappies or diapers. Nappies is what you call nappies them. Nappies are what we call them in England. I changed okay. a lot of nappies, and I would. When she would wake up, Emily, uh, I would go and see her, and if I could get her back down, otherwise I, I would. Otherwise, I would then take her into Shauna and she would feed her but um, yeah so that first two weeks I tried to be really really helpful oh yeah hands on I me too and look, look my wife is nodding quick say say something dear say the something listeners nice come. That he was helpful you know <laughs> first child Dave is very hands-on but on Thursday first day home they weren't quick enough with the diaper and little boys. I mean, he was the fountain of. You know, I don't think Peter ever did that to us. But of course, third child, so it was like, okay, I, I know the quick first, enough. You got to be I know quick. the first two were girls, but it's like, yeah, we we've done this before. Right, but you know, with the little boys, it goes up into the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, we got away with that one. I. Whenever I would change Edwin, I'd say, don't pee on Grandpa. Don't pee on Grandpa. <laughs> and I was quick enough. I don't think... Oh, I changed a lot of diapers, too, even with my grandkids. I don't care. I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, some some guys just just won't touch that. They're like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. I don't know what the deal is. They could pick up a tractor, but they can't change a diaper. Right. Get their hands covered in oil or manure mud of animal origin but not yeah they change, can't yeah. change a diaper we'll figure that out well and part of it i think in, in so in in, in defense because i i believe my father-in-law you almost never changed a, a diaper guys were almost trained that they didn't do that um i i'm not sure if he was even in the uh, delivery room because they they were told to stay out of the delivery room. Guys or the husband was considered uh, something to be got rid of during the actual birthing process. Or just in the way. You're in the way. You're not helping, uh, which is why for home births they usually have the guy go and boil go boil some water. Yeah. <laughs> um, Whatever. Or, that did. or at the hospital, well, it really didn't do anything. It got the guy out of the way. That's what it did. Um, or at, at the hospital, yeah. well, you, you'll be in the waiting room. We'll let you know when the, the baby's here. Uh, that happened to me once when Krista was born, and that was a, uh, a C-section, an emergency C-section. She was breech, and I remember this little nurse by the name of Millie. She was the nurse, head nurse on the floor going up and down and checking on people. This is New Year's Day, mind you. Okay. And another nurse, Marilyn was her name, Marilyn Argyle, I believe. Sweet lady. She passed away quite a few years ago, but sweet lady. And she didn't think anything was going to happen. Four births that day, if not five. I can't remember. Ours was the first. Started out with a bang. And she had, you know, her, like, her nursing outfit on. And her zipper in the front broke, so she had to wear uh, a hospital gown the whole day because the zipper was open the button worked on her on her, her pants and she ran she was running the whole day 
And little Millie was like five foot two inches tall. And she had a, steth a stethoscope around her neck. Always had trouble with that word. Yes. And I'm wandering the halls up and down, and Lisa's in the uh, in the operating room. She says, are you okay? And I explained what is going on. She said, just give me a minute. I'll be right back because it looks like you need attention too. <laughs> so she went and finished her job, came back, and then uh, I fully explained what's going on and she said do you want some coffee and I and then she caught herself she says I don't think you do because you're a little bit shaky as it is let me go to the operating room and find out how things are going so she went and came back and da 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 then uh, Christy was born they had uh, at least they checked her out you know a couple of minutes cleaned her up and then they brought her Millie brought her out to me okay. five to Millie brings her out to me <laughs> And I take her down the elevator, walk her down the hallway, and all the people in the rooms would pop their head out. There's the New Year's baby. All they could see was just a, a bundle of cloth admiring the New Year's baby of 19... What, what's the, what, what year was that? 1986? I don't remember. <laughs> we'll say 1986. That's close. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was that. All right, dear listener, we're going to break there. Yeah, we ran long, so uh, uh, we're going to end with episode 97 here, and we'll finish this one off in episode 98 next. Thank you.